yoga teachers, mindfulness leaders, and energy workers. Are you ready to stop side hustling and start making an income doing what you love? Welcome to the Marketing Off The Mat Podcast. Each week, your host, Jessica Cross, dives into conversations with successful creatives in wellness, business, marketing, and more to uncover practical methods to take your business from A to B and have some fun along the way. Grab some tea and pull up a seat. Let's dive into this episode. Welcome back to the show. This is Marketing Off the Mat, and it's Jess, your host. I'm so glad that you're here. You are in for a treat because today we are talking about the secrets behind a yoga business, and I am joined with Crystal Borup. Crystal is dedicated to enhancing and enriching the lives of others through soul-level experiences. Her life's work is to bring people together to experience the frequencies of love, life, and truth, and facilitating the expansiveness of and alignment with one's soul. Crystal is a teacher of spirituality, meditation, and yoga, and she is a subtle energy activist, a Reiki master, and the author of Yoga Beyond the Physical. Crystal has been teaching and guiding and mentoring students for over a decade. We talk about all things from Crystal's background, her corporate background, how she found yoga, how teaching and directing a yoga studio found her as well, and how this has all informed her business. Crystal also gives us some incredible tips and secrets behind yoga business. So we talk about having a sticky note handy. So if you have one handy, you might grab it. If you're driving, save this for later. <laughs> all right. You're going to love this chat. So let's dive in. Hey, Crystal, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Jessica? So good. Thank you for being here today. I'm so glad and thankful for your time and everything that you're going to share with us today. Well, I am excited to be here. So thank you for having me. Of course. Absolutely. All right. So we heard a little bit about you in your intro today, but I know that's just the tip of the iceberg. So I would love to hear a little bit more about you and your career journey and how it brought you to today. Sure. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, gosh, where do I start? It's been a very long journey. <laughs> I would say about 24, 23 or 24 years ago, I took my very first yoga class. So <clears throat> I was about 19. Now you can, you can date me on that. You can know my age, but I was about 19 years old and I decided to try yoga, um, at the, at the college and I took a whole course and, um, I was doing it with a friend. And at the time I didn't really know much about yoga and it was just barely gaining popularity. And I took my first class and I really could not take it serious. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. I had a really hard time taking yoga serious. We giggled every time we were in downward dog and I'm sure the instructor just hated my friend and I, um, but that was my first time. And then a fast forward, I don't know, maybe five years later, I decided to try it out again. And I can say without a doubt that as soon as I tried it again, gave it another shot and made yoga a big part of my life, it really changed my life. So that was just the start of it. So I would say 18 years ago was, was about the start of my real yogic journey. And since then, um, just to kind of cover my quick yoga background is I started teaching about 10 years ago 
Um, I traveled to India because I was just so curious to dive into a deeper understanding of what yoga really was. And, um, you know, you know how our country is. We kind of put our own stamp on things without necessarily <clears throat> being authentic. Um, so it was really important to me to travel to India. And I had the pleasure of meeting a couple of different swamis, some that I continue to study under. And I've also owned my own yoga studio and my own yoga school. So that was the start of my yoga journey. And if you know anything about me so far, <laughs> like on my website, there's more than just yoga. So I also tapped into the energy healing world around the same time, about 18 years ago. I had my first psychic reading probably about 18 years ago. And I was hooked. I was curious. And then I just kind of dabbled in and out um, for the last like almost two decades um, working with different energy healers. I eventually became a Reiki master. <clears throat> and it was about the time when I was really starting to tap into my own intuition. And since then, I've really kind of started to develop my own psychic gifts, these gifts that are within all of us. Um, and I would say this past year, so this last year, I kind of started to merge the two worlds as far as my offerings go. So I was teaching teacher trainings and retreats. I focused heavily on chakras and energy work that was related to yoga. And now I'm kind of focusing a little bit on the energy healing aspect as well as yoga. And um, it's just, it's been it's been wonderful. I feel like I'm really aligning um, both of those worlds and aligning with my soul, really what I really want to offer and put out there. So, so that's kind of that background, but as far as, um, you know, business, <laughs> I kind of got lucky. Like if you, most yoga teachers, for example, don't have business background, maybe they're teachers or nurses or whatever. It could be a million different professions. And as a yoga studio owner, I know how hard it is sometimes to get yoga teachers to do their own marketing or to help promote or things like that. But I came with a really strong business background. So my most previous experience before transitioning to work for myself full-time was I was a general manager of a boutique winery. And that's where I would say not just my management skills, but my marketing skills um, and PR skills really grew. So, um, and, and then I also did some freelance like graphic design and web design work. So as far as <laughs> what kind of started my career, it's like, there's so many avenues, but because I had that business background, it was much more helpful for me to be able to launch my own business um, and to be successful at it. So I think I answered that. That was kind of a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. You have so much like wonderful experience to share. So yeah, it was absolutely perfect. I love, I love how you kind of delved into it. You're like, oh, not, not quite ready. And then you came back. And you noticed the difference and you just wanted more. And, you know, not only from the yoga standpoint, from asana practice, but into, you know, understanding its roots and you know, moving into the energy work and kind of how all those things have folded together. And you were working a full-time corporate job at the same time. Mm -hmm. 
It's incredible. At the same time. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's not always easy for sure, but um, I would say my true passion, like as soon as I started to notice, and you know, back then I really wasn't fully aware of even my body. Like I didn't really even understand what the asana practice or the physical practice was doing for me. <clears throat> but, um, but I knew I was drawn to the way I felt after a class. I knew I was drawn to that deeper experience that we get. Oh, I just got goosebumps <laughs> that we get in Shavasana, right? And I was drawn to the teachers who brought uh, more spiritual or philosophical teaching so that I could go deeper than to just practice like a power vinyasa class, which is fantastic physically for our body and even energetically, but it doesn't necessarily teach us what we need to know as far as what yoga really is. So, yeah, so I was super grateful for that. Yeah, it, it sounds like an incredible experience. And so tell me, you were telling me, telling me a little bit about owning your own studios and your own yoga businesses. And that came from, or perhaps you'll tell me, maybe it was simultaneous, but that kind of came from your business background in you know, your corporate job, your corporate career. So tell us a little bit about making the jump or maybe it was a side, you know, a parallel jump with the two happening at the same time. But tell us a little bit about that transition and how it all went. Sure. So I think first I would say there was always something in me that felt like I knew that I was going to make yoga my life, right? Like I knew that I was here to serve and to help people. And it, and it really was this pure feeling from my heart. It wasn't that I wanted to make money off of it or I wanted to do all these things, but also energetically, like money is important to be able to do the things that we wanna do and to be able to offer the service. So, <clears throat> and we all have our own relationships with money. And so that has to be worked out in the yoga world as well. But, um, so when I was managing the winery, like, yeah, I mean, I loved wine, but I never 100% felt fulfilled. I was super grateful for the experience and all the things that I learned, but there was something in me that wanted more. So for the longest time, I just, I taught yoga while managing the winery <clears throat> and the yoga studio that I taught at was owned by this incredible woman. I'm just going to plug her for a moment. Her name is <laughs> Kathy Casina, and um, she is 73 years old now. And she started the yoga studio and we, and we were in a small community. So this is like Columbia Gorge, if anybody's familiar with that area in Washington. <clears throat> and she started the studio with the purest heart coming from like the intention to just be of service to the community. She didn't need the money. Um, her husband was an attorney. So that was kind of a nice balance. They owned the building and his business was next door. And it was this beautiful studio that they, they actually had remodeled. And we had, um, we had monks that would come every week and lead meditations. And I mean, the whole thing was just built on service and, um, let's see. So I had been teaching under her or at her studio for a couple of years and 
her graphic designer had passed away. <clears throat> and so I just said to her, you know, why don't I step up and help you? Like in the graphic design world, I was all self-taught, but I had a really good eye for it. So I stepped in as her graphic designer. And then that kind of transitioned into being the co-director of the studio, <laughs> like with my business background. And, and like I said, a lot of yoga teachers just don't have that. It was just like this natural transition. So here I am co-director of a yoga studio and teaching yoga and managing a winery. I wanted to launch the school. So that was kind of the first step. So Kathy's got this great studio and it, and it was huge, right? We could fit, honestly, we could fit 70 mats in there if we really wanted to. Um, so I spent about a year, actually two years in total developing my curriculum, finding the right teachers and just like really putting this program into place just for the, um, the RYT 200 to start. And during that time, at some point, Kathy came to me and was like, you know, I think it's time to, to basically to gift you a studio. She was turning 70. I was turning 40. And it was like just the perfect timing. And, um, but the studio being a studio of service wasn't profitable. <laughs> so we took an entire year, um, well, it was, it was still during the teacher training, you know, development, but we took that entire year to do another remodel and to uh, make some changes that were hard for her following. I mean, think about it. She's 70 years old. She's got this really solid older following. Not all of them wanted to be on technology. Not all of them wanted to use apps. So I kind of had to hold all their hands to implement software, to do all these things so that you know, to raise our rates and blah, 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 basically to make the studio profitable. And not that I needed to make this like huge living off of it, but I just needed to not be out of pocket and to have some goals, right? We want to be successful in our business and we want our businesses to, to thrive. So, so that was kind of it. And then I have to say, I, and I actually hate to say this, but, um, well, the other thing besides the teacher training, we were gearing up for events. Like we had a large studio. We were an hour from Portland. The area that we were in was very desirable. And so we were getting a lot of traffic through. Even Janet Stone came and had um, a big event. So that was amazing. And Inc. still continues to do so. So we were really like, as a small community, doing a really great job. My New Year's Day class, when I took over the studio, I had like 50 people that day. We had a big gong ceremony and yoga class. And, but I took over the studio January 1st, 2020. My hands on my heart, which you guys can't see that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, I, we were just like so excited with the direction we were going. And I took over the studio January 1st, 2020, only to close it mid-March. And so, yes, I was the director for a couple of years, but then the owner. Anyway, so <clears throat> with that being said, I closed the studio. And I know this is kind of a long story. I took everyone, all of these retired 70-year-olds, 80-year-olds, 60-year-olds, whatever, plus the other community. But I took the entire yoga studio virtual, which, you know, everybody was like, what the hell? Like, 
Zoom, I guess it's Zoom. <laughs> Is that the right platform? Who didn't buy stock? I didn't. I wish I would have bought stock in Zoom. So I took us all virtual. We were all teaching from home at first because the studio was so big, it echoed. So we couldn't teach from there until I finally got fed up with like, no, there has to be another way. We tried every microphone possible. And then finally we were like, oh, AirPods work. AirPods cancel out that echo. Um, thanks to Janet Stone, she actually gave me that tip. I'm like, how do you do it? You teach everywhere. So so anyways, and then I took the whole studio, we reopened in the summer and I took the whole studio back, you know, to being in the studio doing a combination of virtual and, and then back, we, you know, we were in Washington and they were really strict on their restrictions. So back to virtual and it was just this ongoing thing. And I didn't see an end in sight anytime soon. And so the pandemic really provided me and my husband the opportunity to just slow down and reevaluate our lives, right? And um, at some point, we decided, okay, we want a new adventure, a new chapter. And we sold, sold our house. The very first person I told that I was thinking about this ended up taking over the studio. So it was, it was this effortless, seamless transition. Kathy was super happy about the transition. And now I can look back and see like, oh my gosh, I was the perfect placeholder to help Kathy let go, to hold space for the studio. It would have closed if it wasn't for me. And then I could go on this next adventure that was more aligned with what I actually wanted in my life. So I know that was kind of this long answer. And um, the other thing that I will also say is just kind of about the winery, because you mentioned doing both worlds for a long time. Um, and feel free to interrupt if I'm talking too much. But, um, but I had, <laughs> the transition was actually very hard if I can back up for a moment. And like many of us, we end up getting um, burnout. And I was doing the studio in the winery for a long time because I was super afraid to take that leap. Like so many of us are afraid, like, well, what if I can't pay my bills or what if I can't do blah, blah, blah. And I've always been taken care of, you know, all my needs have always been met in this lifetime. And so if I could, if I could say like any advice would be to trust that it will all be okay, but you have to actually trust. You can't say you trust and then quit your job and then not trust because then you're, the universe isn't going to deliver. So, um, so, so it was a big jump for me to be able to transition into the studio and working for myself. And it came with the cost of adrenal fatigue and trying to, um, you know, just kind of figure out how to support my body and feel good and handle all the work that I had put on my plate and how to change that, how to have less work so that, cause you know, time is so valuable, but anyway, so that was a really long answer, but <laughs> no, it was great. It was super great. So, you know, it, it's all a part of your story and, you know, none of these stories, especially the really, really good juicy ones are never linear. There's just, there's just so much 
interwoven into it. So never apologize. Oh it's so good. Yeah. So you've learned a ton. You've, you know, you've opened and you've taken over a studio, you've closed a studio, you've sold a studio and all of this in addition to your already existing business background, which means, you know, a ton about, you know, marketing a business. And especially if you're getting people bringing, bringing people into a new stage of a business or a new phase of a business, especially moving people online. Like there's so much that goes into it when it comes to marketing and how this stuff is actually good for people. These changes and this change management that you had to do is at the end of the day, marketing, really. So we know that all of that stuff is so important to businesses and those are only little components of the whole. So how do you share from a lens that is authentic when you're getting people to a move over to zoom or market in a way that makes the most sense like how do you share in an authentic way and what do you tell your teachers and the students that are under you that are building businesses how do you how do you guide them to do the same oh gosh it's so hard um if everyone could honestly meditate for their business it would like save so much headache in fact, one time I offered, and this is just a side tangent, but one time I offered um, conscious business coaching, I called it. And on, we would just gather, it was a small group of women. We would gather at my house and I would, we would always start with these grounding meditations to really get clear on what it is they wanted for their business, what it is, like find the clarity for their brand or find the clarity for their next event that they have to market or whatever, because so many people get so stuck in their heads and they're like, you know, there's a million things that we could teach. There's a million things that we could offer, but how do we kind of tap into that place inside of us that helps bring us to a more authentic offering so that we're not pushing forward, drawing back, pushing, you know, like it's not quite right come back. And I, and I've been victim to that as well, because, and it, and it's all part of the process, right? Like we learn from that, but if we could get clearer, faster, <laughs> I think it would save us a lot of time. And I mean, it's true, like the right graphic designer, the right marketing strategist, the mark, you know, our marketing manager can help you really look the part but in order to be successful, like you have to really be that part and you have to own it. And <clears throat> I had an employee once for a while and she helped with like social media and some marketing and newsletters and things like that. And she just had a really hard time with the balance of like, like marketing felt not authentic to her. And so I tried to teach her, well, what if you just set really clear intentions every time you marketed something. So you have like, okay, I'm going to market this event, right? For example, and we're going to maybe blow it up using marketing terms to help bring more awareness to it. But what's the energy behind it? Like what's feeding, feeding the per that purpose? You know, if we're just going to throw out all this stuff, we're not going to get much out back in return unless we're really present, authentic, and intentional, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Mm, yeah, it's so true. It's um, 
as I love the way, the way that you, you put that because you can have every tool in your kit from, you know, the perfect graphic designer to the fanciest platform. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, if you're not clear on what it is that you're wanting people to experience and, you know, why that's so important that they actually receive that transformation from, from you or from the event or whatever it is that you're marketing, it's not going to work. It's not. No. And, you know, years ago when I was really starting to study like Chris, maybe not study is the right word, but get into like crystals and energy and feeling them. I remember walking into this crystal shop and sorry. And I was, I, I was talking to the owner and he, I was telling him like, here's what's going on in my life. Like, let's, let's give me, a, let's get a crystal to help me work through this. Right. Let's, let's move through this. And so he had me just go around and he would put a crystal in my hand and have me close my eyes and just see if I can feel it. And he said, go within and see where you feel this crystal in your body, right? What does the quality feel like? What can you sense? And that was like years ago, just kind of tapping into that intuitive feeling. And so I started to learn that you can do that. You can do that with a book, right? You can like the more you get tapped into your own energy, intuition, and the, and the subtle energy, you could go and you can feel a book and feel the author's intentions, right? And so whether you're conscious of this or not, that energy frequency is coming out. So if you're marketing something, whether people understand it or not, they can, they can maybe sense it or feel it. Um, I used to have this lady that I worked with um, and she was very brilliant at reading energy. And she would tell me, Crystal, there's no energy in your newsletters. Like you need to meditate before you send out a newsletter. You need to set intentions before you send out newsletters. And I started to do that. And that starts to shift things. And it's so subtle. And like I said, I'm merging the energy world with, you know, the yoga offerings I already had. And it's so subtle, but it's so profound to be that intentional with everything that we offer. So back to my employee, I think that little key was helpful for her to be like, okay, this gives me a reason, you know, why I'm doing this or how I can, I can do this, I guess, that felt more genuine for her. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think you nailed it. It's the intention behind, you know, what it is that we're putting out and, it's a lot, Absolutely. I, think, I think it's a lot easier to crank through things sometimes than to actually sit with what, what it is that you want to land. Like, what is the result that you're truly after with sending out this email or posting this reel or whatever right. it is? It's, it, I think that's, this is the harder work <laughs> to sit with yourself <laughs> before you hit, it, you know, post. <laughs> I know it is the harder work and I'm still guilty of it. Like I'll get my checklist out and be like, okay, I got to get through these posts and this, that, and, you know, create this flyer or ad. And, and, you know, I mean, in an ideal world, you have the money to just hire someone else to do it all for you. And all you do is show up and teach, but in the small business, launching your own business world, that's just not realistic for most of us. So, um, so it's important. It's, I mean, if everyone can just like write that tip down on like a sticky note and put it on their desk or on your computer and just be like, you know, 
set my intention before I do anything, before I hit anything like, okay, this post is going to reach whoever is meant to hear this message today or whoever is meant to, you know, going to benefit from my retreat. They are going to see this newsletter or whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah. I, I think, um, gosh, and how, I think also too, like many of my clients are, you know, folks in uh, the yoga world, other colleagues I talk to, they're like, I'm just so exhausted by marketing. I feel like I have to post all the time. I've got to be sending out emails, all this stuff. I'm like, well, right. that's part of it. And if you're clear, as you're saying with the intention, you know, really thinking about the person, even if it's just one person on the other side of whatever it is that you're sending out, that they benefit in some way from that. Maybe they have a moment of peace or they learn about your event or you know, whatever it is. And they get to have that transformation that you're talking about. Isn't that why we're all here? That's why we're here. Absolutely. Yeah. So another thing about the grind, because sometimes I have to check in with myself. I've been doing this for so long, right? Like I have to check in and say, do I have the energy to do this right now? Or can I trust that it will work out even if I don't get to that last thing? Mm -hmm. Because we can, there's a million things that we can do. Like marketing is endless, <laughs> there's a million things that we can do. And sometimes teaching has to be a priority for me, or sometimes my family life has to be a priority. So if we can go in and hold space for whatever it is that we want, then I feel like we don't always need to check every box. Mm. Yeah, that's so, that's so sweet. And also too, if you got your sticky note on the previous tip that Crystal just gave us, add that at the bottom. Like you don't have to check every single box because there are millions. So that's going to exhaust you and that's going to lead to burnout and adrenal fatigue and all the things I've been through. So don't do that. Yes. Hard hard climb out. (laughs) Okay. So something that in your incredible story that we've not heard about yet is your book. So tell us about your book. How was that process? Is there anything that surprised you as you were bringing this into the world? We'd love to know more. Um, So, yeah, I wrote a book last winter. Um, The funny thing is, is that my husband and I, we decided to travel, like I said, and we went to the Tetons. So if you're not familiar with the Tetons, it's like on the border of Wyoming and Idaho, where Jackson Hole is. Everybody's heard of Jackson Hole. And we decided to rent this cabin in Idaho and spend six months there and just decide, like, is this where we want to build a house and settle down? And so we, um, we ended up, well, one, we came to this community. I only had one friend. (laughs) And the only reason why I had this one friend is because she happened to see a flyer that I posted um, in their, like, community center. And she went to my last retreat, actually, not my last one, the one before. So she went to my retreat and I was like, Oh my gosh, you're from the Tetons. I'm going to be there all winter. You're going to be my new best friend. So, (laughs) so I have literally one friend in town, which makes life a lot easier when you don't have a bunch of social commitments or you're not like completely involved in the yoga community or whatever. And so, um, 
I was working for myself and I was really working on aligning my offerings. Like what is it that I want to offer? And I was doing just some online stuff, some small stuff and working on my retreats. And then, and I was also scheduled to teach a spring teacher training back in Washington. Even though I let go of the studio, I was teaching one more training for them. And I, I just had this moment where I had not a lot going on, which was so rare for me. And I'm like, what do I want to work on? Like, what am I inspired to work on? And so I just started writing a book. Like at first I didn't even know it was going to be a book. And then I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a book. And I was writing it for my students. I wanted them to have a tool to help them go deeper into their practice so that they, because I was leaving them, right? Like I moved away from them and I had been teaching at that studio for, I think out of my teaching career, probably eight of the years I was at that studio. And so I, yeah, so I wanted them to have something to help them go deeper. And then I also like one of my biggest passions in life is to help people understand what yoga really is. So maybe we'll dive into that a little bit too. Um, but anyways, so I had this downtime that I valued and this book just poured out of me and I know better than to try to execute everything on my own. So I hired a book coach when I was about probably 70% finished with a book. I hired a book coach, could not have finished and published without her. And, um, and it's been great. It's been really great ever since I, you know, I surprised myself and the more that I tap into, like I said, my own psychic gifts or intuition or whatever you want to call these things. Um, it was just, it was effort, but also effortless. Like something would show up for me in my mind, like, Oh, there's a paragraph I need to go revisit. And then I would find something that would need to be shifted. And I just trusted the process instead of being like worried that it had to be perfect or worry that, you know, like, you know, we can get into our heads. So if I would have written a book a couple of years ago, uh, that probably would have been me, but this, this time it was just, it was just different. So, so now I have a book. I was a best-selling author on Amazon uh, in several categories. So that was kind of fun. Um, and it's kind of opened more doors for me. Um, I've been asked to speak or chosen to speak at some energy healing conferences coming up and, you know, it's just, it's just fun. Another thing to add. So that is so exciting. And I'm glad that you said that, you know, in a way it found you when it was supposed to, instead of, you know, many years ago when you were, you know, managing the studio and, you know, living in your corporate career and, and balancing the both, like it may not have been the time then. And all of this shift had happened and made the space mm -hmm. for you to actually be able to bring it into the world and say what it is that you wanted to say and share it with your students. And so I think mm -hmm. you gave us one tip by hiring <laughs> a book coach, but what are some other tips that you, you would offer to aspiring authors that are listening out there? Uh, I mean, I think actually you gave the tip when you just said that you have to create the space for it. Like you can't just expect for everything to happen 
authentically unless there's space for it. And that's like one of the most important things that our culture needs to learn. Cause like I said, we're, we're box checkers, we're doers as a culture. And if there's not space to go within, to let it flow out, then you're not going to get this heartfelt book. You know, you might get like, oh, a technical book or, or whatever. And I'm not saying this is everyone, but really that space to be able to be there and timing. There are so many times when I've looked back and thought like, wow, this could not have happened any differently. You know, this, this, it now was the right time for so many things. And it's like, we can't really be mad at ourselves and like failure is really an irrelevant word in life. I feel like because we just keep learning and growing as long as we're not hard on ourselves, then that failure was just a lesson for the next better thing. So Mm, I love that. I, I love, I love that you said that because there's just so much information and things that us box checkers have learned about the word failure and we can take that forward and the next generation, the iteration after that is going to be so much better based on the experience that you had and called a failure, right? Right. And it's all perception. Like people mm-hmm. look at me and they'll tell me sometimes like, oh my gosh, I see you. It's like so successful. You have your shit together or whatever. And this was like, even before now. And, and I used to think like, really, like, that's what you see on the outside because what's happening on the inside at the time anyways, may not have reflected. And so like, what is failure? It's just, it's just the story that you've created. Mm period period <laughs> so. period yeah add that to the your that's the third thing on your sticky if you're listening or for later if you're driving <laughs> right I mean the more stories that we can let go of I think the more successful that we are in life because then we trust right like if we're attached to a story we're not trusting so anyway that's, that's really good advice that's really really good advice Okay. And speaking of advice, this is something I'd love to ask all of my guests. So thank you for indulging me with this question. So if you could go back at any phase in your previous versions of you and give yourself some advice (laughs) that would save you a headache or two, what would it be? Oh my gosh. Well, since I just gave that failure speech, (laughs) I'm going to say, honestly, nothing. And I mean, I will give some advice. I will say that, but every struggle that I've had, every failure, every lesson, everything has made me who I am today. I'm a stronger entrepreneur. Um, I'm more confident in my offerings. Honestly, like I'm just grateful for the entire experience. Now, would, if I could go back, would I want it to be easier? Yes. But since I can't, the advice that I would give, besides checking in and listening to your heart, right? Listening to your soul and getting in touch with what that is, because we can spend all of our time up in our head and really never tap into that. And it's easier for some than others. But I would say my advice would be to get in touch with what it is that you truly want in your heart, let go of everything else and seek support. 
I was, I have worked with so many coaches and teachers and mentors over the years. They have come into my life at the right time for the right purpose. And without their support, it would have been even harder. So, yeah. So it was hard, but not like, not as hard as it probably could have been, I guess. <laughs> oh yeah. It's so much, hard. it's so much more difficult to walk this road alone, I think, than it is to, so, to receive support. So yeah. So much more, even if it's like, I'm going to a regular yoga class, cause that helps bring me balance. And maybe after each yoga class, I sit in meditation and then ask my heart what I want. Or, I mean, it could be as simple as that, but find something that supports you, that helps bring you into a balance to help align you with what your heart desires. Otherwise, you're just going to be doing the grind. Mm. And there are enough people grinding out there. We need more people aligned and inspired and really living from that place to to shine their lights. So good. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. (laughs) So tell me and tell us what kind of cool things you have coming up. Tell us, tell us the name of this book. Like, how can we find you? How can we spend more time with you? So the name of the book is Yoga Beyond the Physical Practices and Insights to Deepen Your Yoga and Enrich Your Life. So if I could just quickly say something about yoga really quick, just, and this is kind of, I guess to plug my book a little bit, but also because like I said, this is like my soul's passion. Um, So most of us think of yoga as a physical practice, right? This asana practice, but really it's not, it's actually not at all. (laughs) So yoga, the physical practice that we do in our country, and I won't get into the history of how that came, although I love talking about that as well, but yoga, um, the actual yoga is union, of self with the divine, right? And the divine can be named whatever you want it to be named. It can be God, it can be Buddha, it can be the universe, it could be nature, but it's the source that encompasses everything, all. Um, And so the yoga asana, I'll call it, that we practice in our country is just a tool to help bring us into a deeper state of meditation so that we can find that union that's, that exists. Um, so I'd like to just start by saying that. So my book, there are no asana practices, no physical practices. They are, I talk a little bit about the paths of yoga and go a little bit deeper into what yoga is. And then I just give mantras, pranayamas, um, and <laughs> I'm drawing a blank and meditation practices that you can do to help bring you into that state of union. And the asana practice itself is really just a tool to help prepare you for a deeper state of meditation. So if you could combine the asana with these other practices, it's going to help bring you deeper, if that makes sense. And, And then also in the book, I share some personal stories and insights as well. Um, Sounds incredible. Yeah. So that's, that's the book. And then what else did you ask me? (laughs) I asked you a bunch of questions at the same time. So, (laughs) so, so what else do you have coming up? How can we hang out with you a little bit? Oh yeah. How can we hang out? We can hang out whenever you want to hang out. (laughs) 
Um, okay, so I have two main offerings. So my main focus right now are my upcoming retreats. And my next retreat, the one on the books, is in Joshua Tree, California. It's a women's only retreat. We, there will be daily yoga, so daily asana. And I, I teach a breath-centric practice that's um, accessible to all levels. That's like my jam at my retreats because I want the deeper purpose behind this, these retreats are to be able to align with our souls, to connect more deeply, to find community. And, um, and so I'm not going to be teaching any power classes. If anybody's intimidated by that, we can just know that right off the bat. So this one is a women's only retreat and we will be, um, we will be doing some sound healing, some guided soul journey, guided meditations, um, I have this healing meditation practice that we do as a collective that's almost like Reiki on steroids. It's really amazing. And then we'll do some guided hikes in the national park. Um, and they're not, they're not going to be super hard hikes, but we'll, we will spend some time feeling the energy of Joshua Tree. So that is February 22nd through 26th. You can find that on my website, crystalboreff.com. And, um, and so that's the main, one of my main offerings. And then the second offering is I've created this online community. It's called Soulful Living Community. And we meet, right now we meet once a week and we either have a healing meditation, like I just described only virtually, um, or we do soul journey guided meditations. And, and then quarterly we meet and do like, um, some sharing and get to know each other to help build that community, which is, I think, really important right now. And there's a lot of people that I think are still, after the pandemic, missing that. And so so that, that community is, um, it's really dear to my heart. I spend time intentionally working on, like, clearing the field for all the members. And I do a lot of energetic work with the community, is what I'm saying. So um, so yeah, so I have those two main offerings. I also teach some online yoga classes as well, but, um, that's included in the community membership and what else? So you can find me online on my website. If you're in the Tetons, I teach a lot of local events. So you can find me here in 2023, I'll be launching a 500 hour teacher training, but for now, start with retreats and online offerings. So that's where I'm at. That is so incredible. Joshua Tree sounds awesome. And the Soulful Living Group, I know is just such a, a gift to the world. We need more people coming in in intentional ways and, and sharing community and building up our energy more than ever. So I, I love that you're doing all of that. So we'll be sure to put links in the show notes to your website. And then are you on Instagram? Can we hang out with you over there? I am on Instagram. Super easy. My handle's at Crystal Borup. So I'm on Facebook. You can find me there as well. Uh, Facebook is, you know, facebook.com or whatever slash align with your soul. So all my work is really to help us go within and align with our true purpose, our soul. And honestly, anytime that you do that for yourself, it's like we're helping the entire collective, like the entire universe. So 
it's just, it's such valuable work. I'm super grateful to be able to offer that. That's it's incredible. And we're so glad to know about it. And we'll be sure to share all of that in the show notes so people can follow you and hang out and all the wonderful things that you have coming up. So, and then do keep us posted on your 500 hour as well. And sure will. yeah, so thank you again for being here. This is just super fun getting to connect with you. And we're just so grateful for everything that you shared today. Uh, thanks, Crystal, for being on the show. It was such a blast chatting with you. And if you enjoyed this chat as much as I do and you want to hang out with Crystal, definitely check out the show notes because we have all the links that she's mentioned here. Crystalborup.com is her website, and you can find her on Instagram at Crystal Borup Yoga. You can also find her book on Amazon. Again, the title is Yoga Beyond the Physical Practices. Definitely get into her DMs if you're interested in the retreats or all of the awesome mentoring opportunities that she has coming up. I had a blast chatting with her and I hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Send me a DM on Instagram and let me know what you thought. It's at jessicacross.co. I'd love to get your feedback and maybe to hear what you'd like to see in future episodes. I hope that this episode found you well and that you keep showing up for your business. We'll catch you on the next one. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Off the Mat podcast and give yourself some gratitude for taking action in your wellness business journey. Please share this episode with someone you know who could use a fresh dose of inspiration. And we'd be thrilled if you would rate, review, and subscribe to Marketing Off the Mat on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to share an idea with Jessica? DM her at jessicacross.co on Instagram to continue the conversation or find out how she can help you take the next right step in your business. Until next time, stay inspired and keep showing up.